You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hey, lead liners. This is India Wilkinson. As a fellow equestrian entrepreneur, I love listening to the lead line podcast and learning new ways to help me grow my business, Main Street Market. Main Street Market is a free app and website that markets sales horses and equine services to your potential customers. I'm also super excited to announce the recent launch of our sister company, Main Street Auctions, where we host an online sport horse auction every other month. So I'd love for you to learn more. Visit the link in the show notes to download the free Main Street Market app today or check out our website at MainStreetMarket.com and that's M-A-N-E StreetMarket.com. Welcome to the Leadline Podcast, the show where we believe that running your own horse business should feel less like a chore and more like the life you've always dreamed of. Join us as we share valuable advice on how to become more focused, more organized, and more profitable in your horse business. And now, here's your host, Mandy Flanders. Hey, it's Mandy, and you're listening to episode 54 of the Leadline Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the founder of Mare Modern Goods, a company that specializes in equestrian-inspired apparel, accessories, and lifestyle products that aim to make people feel more included in the horse industry. Founder Mary Campbell is an equestrian entrepreneur whose passion for the horse world is evident in her authentic and relatable branding. During our chat today, Mary will discuss how she stays true to her vision, even when it means that her brand may not be for everyone. Her commitment to creating an inclusive equestrian community through Mare Goods is something I've personally always admired, and her insights on branding and entrepreneurship are valuable for anyone looking to start their own business. If you've been struggling to show up authentically in your branding, be sure to stay tuned for the sound advice that's about to follow. Here's Mary Campbell. Hey, Mary, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Mandy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I am so excited to have you. You know, I was just recently asked a question, how do I choose guests to come on the podcast? And a lot of people know that there's an application process to be a guest on the show. But there's also people that I bring on that I've basically handpicked because they just have a really cool story or a really cool brand. And you were one of those people. You did not submit an application. I just we walked up to each other at Equine Affair, I actually visited your booth back um, November of last year. And I said, Hey, you want to be on the podcast? So we've been talking about it for a little bit. And I love everything that you've been doing. So I just want to welcome you and just tell you, like, really, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, well, thank you. Well, the feeling is very mutual. You and your husband both bring such great energy. And uh, you just made me laugh every time you came by my, my booth. And I really loved meeting you guys and talking to you. So I'm, I'm excited to be here and be able to share part of my story with you today. Awesome. So today we're going to dig into really the, your story and the journey of being an entrepreneur and how that all started for you. And one of the things I want to touch on today is how authentic you are in your brand, which is Mare Modern Goods. I was scrolling through your Instagram this morning and you had a post that really stood out to me and it was from January 30th. And I want to just read a little bit of that post for our listeners because I think that'll really kick off our conversation quite nicely today. And it starts out something like, if you're always focused on the destination, you miss out on the juicy good stuff. You miss falling down and getting back up again, the hard work and then the reward, the getting lost and finding your way 
and maybe most importantly, the incredible people and animals that are alongside you while you travel. And I wanted to read this because, like I said, I think this is a really good segue into today's conversation. You are just so authentic in everything that you put out there, and you're very inclusive. You really want to reach people that maybe don't feel so included in the horse industry. Why is that something that's so important to you? Well, you know, I think I see the power of how horses can change our lives and how being a part of a barn life or, you know, a team of sorts, I mean, that can really change a person's life. And with horses, there are so many barriers for entry. I mean, not least of which is cost, but also just the idea that it's for a certain kind of person, you know, it's just for privileged skinny white girls to, you know, use shorthand. and. To me, that's just that that's really unfortunate. I think it's changing and I'm really excited to see that happening just across the board with all kinds of different brands and, you know, different organizations really working to be more open and inclusive and showing different kinds of people and how they are, you know, welcome in our sport. But that's always from the get go been something that I've been really focused on and wanting to make part of my brand and part of my message. Um, you know, I, I wish that everyone could experience the magic of horses. I mean, I, I, that's like my dream in life is that anybody would be able to have access and to be able to interact with them and, and experience them the way that I have. And that I, I mean, so many, everybody that I know that has horses has a story, you know, and has a perspective on that. And so I think that's why it's so important to me is that I see how they can heal you. I see how they can change you. I see how they can, you know, make you a better person in so many different ways. And it's like, I, I wish everyone had the ability to tap into that. One thing that I see you doing in a lot of your brand messaging is you talk a lot about being a badass and being the real you. And I love that. It's something that resonated with me from day one, from the first time I found you on Instagram long before I met you in person because I followed your brand before we ever met. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. Like I didn't know who you were, but I thought this woman is really rocking it. She's living life unapologetically <laughs> and just putting her message out there for everyone to see. And I love just talking about, you know, I see how you use the word like badassery in your brand messaging. And I have one of your shirts that says badass on the back of it. <laughs> but I could definitely see where some brands are hesitant to put out like the real version of themselves in their marketing. Because you think when, you, when you're talking about business, you think, okay, I have to be professional. I can't really let people see what's really going on behind the scenes. I can't let them know that I feel like I'm failing or I feel like I'm doing something wrong or I don't feel like I'm good enough. But you just kind of put it all out there like this is real life and this is how it goes. So was it always like that for you when you were running this business? I mean, I think I've kind of grown more comfortable in the last couple of years being more open to sharing that process. I mean, I think that idea that it's always perfect and that we live in this glossy, perfect world is just kind of an outdated perspective on how to be in the world and how to be a business in this world. I mean. There's so many brands that I follow on Instagram that are just perfect and everything always looks great and it's always curated just to perfection. And it's like, oh, you know, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I love it because it looks visually so nice. But then I also think like, it's not really relatable, you know, like that's not really what life is like. And, you know, for me, it's important to show the ups and downs and to show that like, it's not always going to be perfect. I mean, 
there are going to be days that I go out to ride and it's a total disaster. I mean, there's days that I go out and get my horse and she's a total disaster because she is a part hog and loves to roll in mud. And so, you know, she's like this beautiful creature, but then sometimes she's just a hot mess, you know, and that's life. And so I think, you know, it's become more and more important to me, especially on social media, to not be perfect and to be real because that's what we want. We want to be able to see ourselves in our brands that we love and we want to be able to see content and and read content that we can relate to and that feels real to us, not more stuff telling us that we're not good enough, you know, and I feel like that's part of what has been really hard for me on social media is not falling into that trap of of wanting to, you know, almost sort of inadvertently shame people into feeling like they're not good enough. And, you know, I want my brand to feel real, you know, it means all the pictures are not always going to be perfect, they're going to be as good as they can be. But, you know, sometimes they're going to be maybe a little out of focus, or they're not going to be as perfect as I would want them to be. But that's, just the reality. I mean, I'm a one woman show for the most part, and there's only so much I can do. So I want to do the best that I can, but I also want to be real with people. I also love that you show up in your own posts and that makes it even more relatable (laughs) because there's brands out there that post a lot and you see a lot of their products. And in your case, you know, you sell a lot of really great accessories, apparel, gifts. And so you technically, you could just post photos of just those products to your feed. But I love that I see pictures of you showing up throughout because it makes it all that more personable in a sense where you can say, oh, hey, it's Mary. And I still scroll through your feed sometimes. I'm like, oh, hey, there's Mary. (laughs) And I, I think it just adds a really nice personal touch to what you're doing. So do you think that there is like a balance to how real one should or shouldn't be when it comes to representing themselves in their business and in their branding? Yeah. And it's a really hard line to define, to be honest. You know, there are times where I felt like I've shared too much, but then those have been the posts that people really enjoyed the most. Like even the one from January, that was, that was a lot. You know, and it felt like a lot to put out there, but at the same time, it was like, well, this is real and I'm not you know, it's not just kind of these navel gazing type posts where I'm, at least I hope I'm, I'm never trying just to be like, oh, you know, woe is me. I've had a really crappy year. It's always like trying to give people some sense of this has been my process and this has been the journey and it's relatable and there are ups and downs, but there's a way through it, you know, and I think that's part of it. It's like giving people hope, you know, it's like if you're struggling, it's normal. If you're in a great period of life, that's normal too. You know, don't get addicted to the highs or the lows or don't get obsessed with the successes or the failures because that's going to move through and then there's going to be something else. So I think that's an important part of, you know, my message in terms of figuring out, uh, to answer your question, like kind of how to, how to gauge like what's too much. I think that's a personal decision. I mean, for me, I have just kind of an internal barometer for what feels like would be too much, but I I feel like I try to ride that line, you know, with caution. Have you ever posted something and you thought, "Oh man, I don't know if I should have posted that?" Yes, actually, I I posted something for whatever reason, I thought it was going to be great. And it was a total disaster. I mean, it was like it was really bad and it really it offended someone on a on a very real level. And so I took it down because, you know, I was like, that was dumb. I mean, I can tell you what it was if you want. <laughs> well, tell us because I think it's a learning experience for us too, right? <laughs> well, I was thinking about like how much, I mean, how much I love horses and how addictive the sport is. You know, it's like, you know, we spend all this money on these things that basically, I mean, what they give us this intangible thing back, you know, 
And so I was like, it's sort of like heroin. I mean, it's like, you know, we spend all this money on this thing that gives us this thing back. And it's like, where's the money go? You know? And so I, I made a post that said horses are like heroin, which was tasteless, honestly. I mean, it was just in poor taste. And immediately someone responded like, you know, we thought you would have been a little more sensitive to people that might've had like addiction issues and things like that. And I was like, that's, that's an excellent point. Like it was one of those things where I just sent it and posted it and then it immediately got feedback and was like, okay, I'm going to take that down. And it was one of those things that in hindsight, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done, but you know, it's a, it's a learning experience too. I mean, that happened probably five years ago. And so, I mean, I would never post something like that today. Yeah. Well, it, like you said, you learn from it and then <laughs> You do better moving forward. I wouldn't have thought much of it. I, I mean, I totally understand your reference, but yeah, I can also see where someone might, you know, say something about it too. But you take it down, you move on. And honestly, your posts I have seen from you have been so real and they're much more on a personal level, I think, whereas that was like a comparison to an example. But now you talk a lot more about yourself and your experience and what it's like being a business owner and the stuff that you have a difficult time with. And that's one thing that I love talking about on the show too here is like, I always say, everyone says when they try to come on this podcast, like, hey, I love horses. I've grown up with horses my whole life or, you know, I'm just obsessed with horses and then I have a business. And anybody can say, I love horses and I have a business, but I'm looking for the story and I'm looking for the struggle. And what did you learn from? What can you share with other people that will help them learn? And I've had my fair share of things that I've learned from too. <laughs> my fair share. That could be a whole other episode of things that I've done too. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. So what are some of the tips that you have for people that are scared to be who they really are and represent themselves truly in their business? You know, I think you would be surprised at what people really want to know. They don't want to know the fake glossy you. They want to know what you're really like. They want to know your story. I mean, that's what makes you relatable. I mean, that's why we like certain people and we don't like certain people. It's like we like the people that we can trust because they know they're being honest with with themselves and they're being honest with us about who they are. I think it's just that honesty that, you know, comes across and really resonates with people. I mean, I can even tell when I post, you know, when I'm posting a more salesy post on Instagram, you know, no one really cares about that stuff. They want to see like the real stuff. You know, that's where I get interactions and that's where I get comments. And that's where I, that's why I build the connections in the community with my customers. So, I mean, I think there is a fear because th th when you're real and when you're honest about who you are, then there's a possibility of judgment. You know, there's a possibility that someone's going to say, I don't like what you're saying, or I don't like who you are, or, you know, keep your opinions to yourself or whatever it is. And, and that's fine too. I mean, everyone is entitled to their own opinions. What you'll find is that the people that you want to attract are going to be drawn to you when you are showing up honestly and authentically. And I think part of the problem is that, you know, as a business, it's like you don't want to turn people off. You know, it's like you don't want to turn customers away because you're you're trying to make money. And, you know, that's part of being a business. And, and, and I get that. But it's OK to not be for everybody, too. I mean, not every brand is going to be appealing to every person out there for a myriad of different reasons. And I think if you know who you are and you have that strong sense of self as you know a business owner, as a brand, then you're going to attract the customers that are going to become your biggest allies and your greatest champions. And that's ultimately what you want to do. You want to 
turn on the right people. And, you know, if you turn off certain people, that that's okay, too. I mean, you're not for everybody. And I think you just have to have a sense of comfort with that because that's just reality. It is. And that's something that is preached just vastly across entrepreneurship and business in general is that you can't serve everybody because when you do try to serve everybody, you actually are going to grow less because you're too busy trying to do everything and please everybody. But I have heard from many of the people that I've met over the years, the more you hone in on your audience and you just focus on, you know, attracting the right people, the faster your business grows. Yes, I think that's true. And you grow the right kinds of customers. You know, it's like your customers become your friends. They become your allies. I mean, they become, like I said, your champions. And that's that's what you want. You want those kinds of customers because those are the those are the good ones. You know, those are the best ones. So and, and they get what you're all about, that it's not just about selling a product. You know, you're selling something bigger than that and you're sharing something bigger than that. You're sharing, at least for me, it's like I'm sharing stories from other people in the world and about their horses and about their experiences. And, you know, everyone's stories are different. And to me, that's the really interesting part. You know, it's that the products are fun and I love designing them and I love creating them and I love making them. I, I mean, I, I've always loved making things, but what's behind it is, to me, the most interesting part of it. Tell me a little bit about how your business has developed since when you started to now. Because when I see, you know, Mary from Mary Goods Out, I see you with these great trade show booths. I see the Instagram posts of you out, like hitting the horse shows and going around with your trailer. And you are crushing it. You're doing an excellent job. But I know that that takes time and it, it takes dedication. So take me back a little bit to how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I will start off by saying that starting a business is a long game. It is not something that when you decide you want to do it, you create a product, you put it on a website, and then boom, it's successful. That's like the biggest lie I think that the world has perpetrated to people today. I mean, and, and that's, you know, I love watching Shark Tank. It's one of my favorite shows. But at the same time, it also is deceptive because you see these people and you're like, oh, wow, they have been doing this for, you know, six months and they're making six million dollars. And why am I not there? And, you know, that's just not how it normally is. For most people, it's a long game and it's a process of refinement and really figuring out who you are. And I think, you know, when I first started the business, I just wanted to create some fun products that were a little more modern and aesthetic um, with fun colors and, you know, just offering some different things because I didn't find those types of products in the marketplace. So I saw a gap and that was sort of what I was trying to do. And I think what's evolved is over the years and with my experience with my horses or my horse now and just with riding, I, I've really discovered like a whole nother level to all of it. And so that's reflected in the product lineup and reflected in the brand too, you know, where it used to be just sort of like, oh, some cute products. It's like now I'm really dedicated to sharing stories and helping people understand how they can fit into the world of horses and, you know, sharing my story of my experience with my horse and riding and horsemanship. So it's definitely evolved in that regard. Do you remember what were some of the early products that you had back when you first started the business? I launched with t-shirts, some greeting cards, a couple of baseball caps, and I think some art prints. Yeah. So it was like very, pretty small. 
Yeah, you've definitely grown into so much more. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, anyone that goes to your website or to your Instagram, which is at Marigoods, by the way, to anyone listening, you just have all of these really cool, not just apparel anymore. It's you've also got the accessories and the gifts. And I know I grabbed some cool stickers from you and I saw you at the trade show and I have one of your shirts. I have one of yours, like silk scarves. And it's just so well done. And it's so different from anything that I have seen. And especially like your bold colors really stand out. So you've done just an excellent job, like moving into your own brand and standing out from others in the industry. Yes, that was important for me. I mean, I love color. I just have always been a person who who is drawn to bold, contrasting colors. And that was one of the things that I was frustrated by is that everything was sort of beige and brown and black and navy. And it was like, okay, like, where's the color? I mean, <laughs> I get that, like, this is a traditional sport, but we could probably throw some color in here and it wouldn't like kill anybody. So that was really a, a focus for me with this apparel, especially. It's like, I wanted things that were fun to wear and like that reflected my personality. And I mean, I can tamp it down if I need to, but at the same time, I just wanted to be able to to have things that were more playful and fun. And to me, reflected the joy of horses. I mean, like, that's my happy place. That's where I feel the most alive. And I feel, you know, the most excited is when I'm with my horse and I'm out of the barn and, you know, I'm, I'm in that space. And it's like, I want the things that I have around me and the things that I'm wearing to reflect that too. So that was really important to me. That's one of the things that I have to say that I love the most about going to shows and like Equine Affair where we met is hearing people when they walk into my booth just say, this this booth makes me so happy. Like, it's just, you can feel the joy in it. And I'm like, that that's really, I mean, not to be cheesy, but that's it. I mean, that's that's what I live for. I mean, it's like, that's what drives me and that's what inspires me. And that's what fuels my creative spirit. And that it translates so clearly to my customers is like, it's so satisfying and makes me so happy. Well, if anyone's looking for a good example of how to just tie everything in so nicely with their branding and their messaging, they need to go to your website because it's just like, I like hanging out on your website. Even when I'm not shopping, I like just going and (laughs) scrolling through and seeing, okay, what did Mary make now? This is so cool. And I even post a little story to my Instagram today, which will be expired long by the time this episode releases. But I had posted a little story of your website because it's just so fun and the colors are so vibrant. And you're so right. Like walking into your space, into your booth at the shows, which I'm sure goes the same for when you take your trailer out and have that at other shows too. It's so welcoming and inviting, but it also really resonates with me as the customer, you know, stepping into shop. When I saw a shirt that said badass on the back, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I have to have this. (laughs) (laughs) So didn't even think twice. When I see some of the stuff that you put out there, I don't even think twice. I have to have it. And I think that that's the kind of brand that you have created. Well, thank you. That really does mean a lot. It's really affirming. And, you know, it's I think that's one of the hard things as a, a solopreneur, as it were. I mean, you just never really know if what you're doing is resonating you get feedback here and there, but it's really affirming to hear it from people that you respect and that you really like. And it means a lot. So thank you. Well, keep doing what you're doing because it is clearly working really, really well. So (laughs) do you have any final words for someone who is feeling like they're ready to step into who they are as a brand, but they aren't quite sure how to go about doing it? Well, you just kind of have to do it. Part of it is just taking that leap and putting it out there. I mean, 
You don't have to disclose your entire life story, or you can. You don't have to do it all at one time. You can do it in increments. I mean, you can test the waters. You can do it in a million different ways. And there's no one right or wrong way to do it. You know, I think what the world needs is more people that are willing to be honest and authentic and truthful about who they are and share that those stories honestly with other people. And like I said, I don't think there's a wrong way to go about it. I'm always happy to talk to anybody about process or what that was like for me or, you know, brainstorm ideas around how to do it. So that's one thing that I absolutely love is helping other people and other brands and other businesses. It's just, to me, that's part of my journey too, is that I like sharing the things that I've learned along the way and any tips or tricks. I'm, I'm an open book. So, but at the end of the day, I mean, just doing something, just try something and know that if you put it out on social media, it's going to be forgotten within probably 24 hours anyway. So <laughs> good or bad, that's just the nature of the beast. It's true. Even the big stuff tends to get passed over pretty quickly when you hear, of you know, big things that celebrities have said on social media or things that happen. Like, you're right. There's always something else that's going to outshine it the next day. So don't even worry about it. Just move on. Yeah. And we are a lot more obsessed with ourselves than anyone else's. I mean, I think that's also a big thing. We're also way more into our own stories and our own drama than anybody else's. So just kind of keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> a good final tidbit for our listeners today. So Mary, where can people go to shop with you or follow you online? Our website is www.maregoods.com. And then you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Mayor Goods. And then every now and then I show up on TikTok at Mayor Goods. But I have not quite mastered TikTok yet. So it's not as good as probably the Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> it seems to be a consistent trend I'm hearing from people is I'm starting to feel TikTok out, but not quite there yet. I'm in the same boat. So I hear you. <laughs> we have an episode on that. I mean, it's just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. But it's good to try. It's just another one of the things you try it, you see if it sticks and you do your best. So thank you so much for being here, Mary. It's been great talking with you today. Thanks so much for having me. I loved uh, sharing more of my story. And like I said, I'm an open book. So anyone who needs help or support is more than welcome to call or email me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're a horse business owner or equestrian professional, I invite you to continue the conversation by joining our free email club. The Leadline Email Club is a great way to be first in line for new episode notifications, upcoming networking event alerts, and exclusive subscriber content. You can become a member for free today by visiting theleadlinepodcast.com slash email club. That's theleadlinepodcast.com slash email club to receive exclusive horse business content. I'm Mandy, and I'll see you next time. Bye.